this week on the Roommates Podcast. What ends up happening is a lot of women around our age, they're so damaged because of the guys who hurt them in the past. But I thought about it like this. I said, we have an iPhone? Yeah. So would you give your iPhone to a baby without a case? Oh, no. Why not? Because that baby going to toss the thing up and break it. Why, why do you think the baby would break a phone that's so precious? Because they don't understand the importance of it. Boom. Why would you give your heart to a boy? Huh? Why would you, ladies? He doesn't understand the importance of it. So what is he going to do? Are you a philosopher now? <laughs> I'm trying. He's, he's going to, he's even to a girl, it's even to an yeah, immature girl. Yeah. They're going to break it. They, they don't know the value of it. Yo, what's good, America? It's your boy, Hafiz, and welcome, 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 what up, America, to the Roommates Podcast, a late-night conversation taking you behind the scenes of Becoming, featuring all the interesting people, perspectives, and conversations you experience on the way, also known as the best hour of your week where you are, entertain like a stand-up, educate like a TED Talk, and enlighten like a sermon, and guys, remember the podcast is available on YouTube, go ahead and check it out at youtube.com slash the roommates podcast the podcast is available on youtube and if you are listening to the podcast on youtube and you want to check out the audio episodes because here's what i realized guys a lot of you guys don't know that on youtube while we have like 15 episodes available on youtube on soundcloud apple podcast spotify stitcher radio we have about 95 more episodes so I know a lot of you guys love our content and are consuming it on YouTube, but we have a lot more episodes on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify that you guys can check out that's not available on YouTube because I think on YouTube we have 15 up and like I said, on the audio we have 95. So guys, please be sure to check those episodes out. Subscribe, subscribe, hit us up and let us know what really is going on in your lives. And before I bring in my man, Ray, I wanted to let you guys know something. Mary Jo had hit me up. Yes, Mary Jo from two episodes ago had hit me up and wanted me to let you guys know how thankful she was in regards to all the beautiful messages you guys sent her. Guys, thank you so much for reaching out to Mary Jo. She was she was so uplifted. She was so encouraged. She felt so good because you guys, the roommate's families embraced her. You guys went out, you talked to her, you communicated with her, you let her know what stood out to you and she really appreciated it. And I know Chris talked about it on the previous episode, but Mary Jo charges $200 an hour on average from what I heard in her private practice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for her to be reaching out to you guys and I'm sorry, for you to re be reaching out to her and her answering your questions, she's giving you a great deal for free. So guys, Please, as we continue to say, one of the blessings, the blessings, the blessings of people coming on our podcast is they love it when you reach out to them and they love it when you encourage them. So please, please, guys, continue to do that. I'm so thankful that you guys do it. You guys are awesome. I love all of you guys. And let's go ahead and bring in uh, roommate day one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My guy, Mr. Ray Sanders. Thank you, man. Thank you, man, for having me, man. I was just actually telling somebody that I talk, that listens to our podcast and listens to your podcast, that it's kind of weird. I'm about to go back on the roommates, and they caught me in three different 
stages of my life. It's kind of oh. weird. So it's, uh, it's weird. So I'm glad to be here, man. I appreciate the, the invite out and, you know what I'm saying? I'm proud of you guys, too. Appreciate you know, it. Hey, bring the mic a little bit closer. I, I think there's a yeah, I got that's you. good right there. Yeah, yeah. yeah but what, so you said three stages of your life. Yeah. Break that down for me. So the first time that I came on to the roommates, I was in a relationship. And uh, I was I, I actually kind of wilding out, to be mm. honest with you. I was at a stage where I didn't really know exactly what I wanted. I was trying to fit a lot of pieces together in my life. And uh, that relationship was one of them. And then the second time that I came in, uh, I had, you know, gave my life to God and I was on this journey of, you know, finding myself and understanding myself. And I was in another relationship that uh, that was leading me to a lot of good places. And uh, now I'm single. Oh, wow. And um, still on that journey yeah. with God and everything like that. But now I'm at a place where I'm kind of finding my purpose a little bit. Mm. And, uh, yeah, some stuff that's going on in my life right now that God has changed that is really kind of it's scary, weird, and, and, and really exciting. So... I'm I'm happy Dang. to be able to share that with you. Yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, man. So here's the thing, guys. I love Ray. I absolutely love I Ray. That, I really do. I'm telling you, I, I there's not a lot of people who who I will say that about. And I, I really do love Ray. I think you're an amazing human being. I appreciate that. Super man. excited about you. Super excited about your podcast, Good Guys, Bad Habits. Yes, yes, yes. Guys, yes, yes. if you like the roommates podcast, and I'm telling you, by the end of this conversation, you're gonna fall in love with Ray. Yes, you make will. sure you go ahead and subscribe to it. Subscribe to Ray's podcast, mm -hmm. Good Guys, Bad Habits. Where can they find it at, Ray? You can find us on uh the iTunes podcast. You can find us on SoundCloud. We're working on uh getting our YouTube and stuff ready. So uh, also, look at us on uh, Instagram, GGBH. Uh, you'll find a, a lot of our information there, too. So, And we're also on Twitter. I think it's also GGBH also. So go check us out, man. Uh, you'll you'll enjoy the content. Yeah. So like I said, a lot of you guys already know, Ray, because you've been on a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of day ones know who you are. But yeah. for the new, because we got like a brand new I know. I definitely know that yeah. you have a brand new. You I have got, a big following. Yeah, man. yeah. We got a brand new audience. So I would definitely want them to make sure you guys subscribe. They I think what's so beautiful about what we're doing is that we're we're changing the narrative of young men. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like definitely. We're changing the story because I think one thing I love about you is like you're a man's man. Right. You know, like you're not like I this, appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not like this punk pansy yeah. weakling. You know what I mean? You're strong, handsome, intelligent. But you know, and then you went on this journey, mm. and as we all go on this journey yeah. to like really discovering yourself, and yeah. I love it how like I mean, obviously we're we're all in the juggling process. We're not we're not finished. That's why this show is like we're becoming. Mm -hmm. But I love like seeing who you're becoming because you're still yourself, but then you're always growing and refining right. yourself. So I think yeah. that's dope. Yeah, no, that's important to to understand that you know we're always a work in progress. Yeah. And uh, once you understand that, you it'll be easier for you to see the, the path that you're going on, man. Just keep working. If I can give any advice to people, just keep working because uh, it's going to be a weird process. It's going to be an uncomfortable process, but through that uncomfortableness, is that word uncomfortable, uncomfortableness? It is today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever, uncomfortableness. Yeah. Through, that, through that, you'll find a lot of great things, man. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things that I can give advice on, man. Just fight through that uncomfortable state of mind and, and you'll work through a lot of things, so. I appreciate the intro. Nah, nah, good, nah. Man. For real, guys. Like I said, check out Ray's podcast, Good Guys, Bad Habits. Make sure you subscribe. Check it out. Show him some love. Yeah, we, thank you for the shout I, out. I think it's um, a really, I think what you guys are doing is dope. Yeah, you know? I appreciate that, man. Continue yeah. having this, these voices in the culture. But, uh, but for you guys who don't know, I haven't talked to Ray in about... It's probably been... 
like a conversation, conversation, yeah. maybe like two or three months. About two or three months. Yes, I think so. And I, I mean, I was just thinking about people that are like, yo, I, I need to get up with this person. Yeah. Like, you know how life hit, yeah, hits yeah, yeah. you and you just forget people? Yeah, things change a lot. Yeah, and I was like, I haven't talked to Ray in three months and a lot has changed yeah. in my life. And I didn't it even has. know about what changed in your life till like a couple of days ago. Right, right. And um, I was like, yo, and I was about to call you. I was like, I'm not even going to call him. Yeah. I'm just going to re record it. You yeah, know what might I mean? as well. Like, might I, as well, like yeah. let's not, like, me and Ray have not talked. We did not prep. Yeah. We don't know what don't each know other can talk about. Mm -hmm. I was just this like, yo, happening. let's just go. I, I think like it's it. going to be a great conversation. Yeah, and it is. I love you, man, and I'm super excited about your life. I just wanted to just keep on. Keep on chopping it up, man. Shoot, I want to talk about you too, man. You and Chris really out here doing some real big things, man. man. Charlemagne to God, yeah. all these interviews. That's really big, man. Going out to New York, man. Yeah. How does it feel to be expanding and kind of seeing the fruits of your label labor start to to come to fruition? Yeah, it feels it feels it feels decent to be honest with you. Uh -oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel sorry for Chris at times because I'm I struggle with contentment. Yeah. Because I know where I want to be, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I always have this idea of perfection that I'm trying to strive towards. Mm -hmm. And it's this balance of, you know, finding joy in today and also hoping for better tomorrow. So I'm, I'm cool with it. We just have a long way to go for where I want it to be. Mm -hmm. A very long way to go. And it was funny because this is November and... I'll tell you, I'll show you some of the analytics because I don't want people to know because people judge you off that stuff all day long. That's cool. But um, I remember last November, we averaged like 78 listens. Last November. Hey, man. 78. It come a long way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, to be at that point where I remember just last November, we were doing the podcast for 11 months. You know, we started out with like averaging like 180, 200, yeah. and then we got to November. We're at 70. Man. Yo, I was I was so heartbroken. I was like, yo, I suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we trash. It's garbage. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. to see to see what God God is is allowing me to experience, I I'm grateful for that. I don't want to take that for granted. You know, yeah. but it's like this is just the beginning mm. of what I really want to do and what I want the show to really become. And uh, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm cool with it, but I expect it. I'm, that's that's my thing. Mm. I guess my problem is I expect these things. I don't think, it, I don't think that's yeah. a problem, man, because yeah. it, it's a, uh, it's, when you expect it, that's because you put the work in. Yeah. And you've been putting in a lot of work. And, mm. I, you know, I heard a lot of stories about how Hafiz would be, um, would be on the, the message boards and Twitter and all yeah. that stuff, days in, days yeah. out, just, just grinding, grinding out. When you grind like that, you, yeah. you have nothing more to expect but for something to come out of that. So yeah. that's really good. Man. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I guess what, what I'm saying, I feel sorry for Chris and what I don't like about it is for Chris, sometimes I feel like he looks at what I like to see if it's good or not, you know? Mm. And I'm like, yo, don't, don't, don't be like me because I can... I have this ideas in my mind. Yeah. Like I'm I'm okay with not being fully happy, but you need to celebrate these things, you yeah. know? Like okay. to be like when we interviewed Charlemagne, you know, like or had a conversation, we don't do interviews. When we had a conversation with Charlemagne, yeah. like for Chris and I, that was a huge moment. But for me, years ago, I knew this. Mm. You know what I mean? So it was like I knew it was gonna happen. So when it did happen, it was like, 
Uh, I wish it, I wish and I, and I always think about what I could have did better, you know, and then people don't know all the behind the scenes things that went on. I'm telling you, it's crazy. A bit. Like it was just so crazy. Tell me how the about we got there and none of the audio equipment would work. When we got there to set up, that, I'm telling you, we got we there. At, we, are, uh, we were at iHeart, iHeart Studios. And none of the equipment worked? None of our equipment would work. Literally, it was like we were going to start the conversation at, I think, 1130. Yeah. It was 1135, and I got nothing to work. And I know you were there before prepping everything, Yo, getting everything ready. I, know I got there at like nine. Yeah, I know you were ready. Yeah. Nine, wait, nine? Goodness. Yeah. You, you yes. And nothing... And he was on a tight schedule too, so I bet he was getting a little antsy, wasn't he? But he came late. Good. But what happened was we didn't get to have the full conversation because time and all that stuff. So I'm always nitpicking things like that. And um, so for me, I'm always thinking, what can I do better tomorrow? Mm. People are like, oh, you got Charlamagne. I'm like, Charlamagne's just a person, a person. I love him. He's an amazing guy. I think he's amazing. But- I have other things I got to do. I can't just sit back and be like, well, I got so-and-so. Well, I've arrived. I've never arrived. You yeah. know, I know where I'm trying to be. And so I think sometimes I'm not like impressed by things that I think other people should not right. saying I'm better than him or he's lesser than, him, but yo, celebrate this. Yeah. This is big. It's a big moment for you. Yeah, no, that is a big moment. And, yeah. and especially with Chris, I like to see Chris win out here in these streets. Yeah. Um, I've been knowing Chris for a long time and, uh, just seeing his growth over time, I, this is really, really great for me to see both of you guys yeah. on this trajectory of the way that y'all are going. So, man, I celebrate both of y'all. I hope he does smell the roses while he can. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And like, and like I said, I guess going back to that point about like, how do you feel about it? To me, it's there's still a bottom of the totem pole treatment that they give me that pisses me off. Mm. And that's something that I realize really bugs me. Okay. And it shouldn't bug me as much, but it's bugged me for like years. I'm talking about since I started writing at like 21 years old. Yeah. And I just hate the feeling of people treating me less than, mm-hmm. not because of my talent, but because of whatever outward appearance they, they used to validate me off of. Yeah. And so I think it's fun when you have these conversations with, not saying Charlemagne's like that, but when you have these conversations with these people who are big figures in society, whatever big means, mm-hmm. or well-known people in society, but there's a level of intimacy and comfort that goes with talking to your friends that I never want to take for granted. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And people are like, oh man, Gary V was awesome. I was like, it was cool, but no, what's even more awesome was talking to Ray, or you yeah. know what I mean. So it's like, yeah, I feel that. There's, I feel that. there's a level of like, I want to get to a point where we don't, we won't need that. We'll, we'll still do it because I want to talk to them. Yeah. Chris wants to talk to them, but it's like I enjoyed this, yeah. if not more, and just as much as I enjoy talking to so and so who's famous. Yeah, because you can you can see that you know talking to those people that that have such a big audience is, is good for our culture good for yeah. you know your trajectory but having these personal conversations you know between me and you we'll reach a lot of people too because you know yeah. they're just like us for the most part that's listening the listeners are just like us so that's good man um yeah and not just that so one of the things I'm trying to do with the show and this is my first time actually communicating this I, you know I was going to ask you about that but well, I didn't know if you were ready to communicate that yet um one of the things I'm trying to do with the show I don't know what you're talking about uh, I was going to ask you what to what you, what the actual plan for the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give I'll give a little little plan, and this is goes back to what you're doing. I want to redefine celebrity culture. Mm. That's one of my. I've had that dream for a long time, and 
one of my dreams was I want people to value people, not because of a number, followers, net worth, but for because of their character. And so with the show, I love to be able to bring in the biggest name of the biggest name and then to bring somebody who people don't know and to show people both these people are amazing and sometimes a person that you don't know is even more amazing, you know, because they're not only able to give you information today on the podcast, but when you message them, they're probably going to respond. Yeah. If you need help through life, they're probably going to walk you walk through with you in a ways that a busy multimillionaire like they the few who came up won't have time to do. And so I want to change people's perception of celebrity. So people are like, yo, I want to connect with Ray. I want to connect with all these other people because they're great people. Yeah. You know, because it's just like we we miss out on so many great people because of outward appearance. And that pisses me off. I couldn't have said that better myself. <laughs> that, yeah, I think, and especially with the podcast and especially with the way social media is going, I can kind of see where you can bridge that gap really yeah. easily and bring people in connection to to not only just the regular Joe Schmo, the the big names and everything like that. So I'm really starting to see that gap and see that change where, you know, people are starting to get a lot more connected. Even though we were already connected with social media, I can see this podcast thing going huge. Yeah, yeah. Especially with these real conversations. Exactly. We don't have anybody, you know, curtailing what we say and, you know, Mm -hmm. censoring what we say. And we don't have to, you know, I don't know, censor ourselves pretty much so yeah that's true so that's just something i i really i i want to get to that point because even when i look at the breakfast club i look at their episodes and it bothers me that i i understand it but it also bothers me that uh ratchet celebrity will come on get a million views and then like somebody who's preaching like mental health or like fatherhood and awareness and all these important topics will get like 50,000, 70,000. You know, I want to create a culture in which no matter who this person is, people are going to want to come and listen and come and learn from them. Because I'm telling you, my favorite people, I've met almost all my heroes now. There's probably not that many I haven't met. And without a shadow of a doubt, I'll tell you, they they do not compare. As great as they are, as I love Gary Vee, they do not compare to some of the everyday people that I've known, come to know and love. Mm. And I want people to know that. I want people to know like you're, you're dying to spend time with Beyonce and Beyonce is a beautiful woman and a beautiful soul and, I, and she's Super amazing. Talented. But there's a lady at your church or down the street who's just as amazing as Beyonce who you can actually talk to and connect with and build with. And you're, and you're worshiping this celebrity when there's a beautiful soul that God put right in front of you. That's crazy. You know? I never even thought about it like that. Yeah. And it takes these kind of platforms to get those kind of ideas out there. Yeah. And I'm starting to think that listeners don't even think about that kind of stuff at this time. So it's good that you're doing that. I think that's important, man. And that's what I like about, that's what I've I've liked about the show so far. And I'm telling you guys, please continue to do it because no matter who comes on, there's obviously a burst in size based upon like somebody sharing who's popular and stuff like this, obviously numbers like that, but our numbers are pretty steady recently, no matter who comes on. Mm. And I like that a lot. You know, I like that a lot because it's shown that the people who are checking out this show, they're not judging people and say, Oh, who's this person? I'm not going to watch this episode. No, they understand that every single person that we've, put on the show has been handpicked for the purpose of adding value to their lives and you'd be surprised whether they have seven followers or seven million yeah. they're all equally amazing and important 
Yeah, people, please go follow <laughs> me. Uh, <laughs> listen to me. I got some th- great things to say. Yeah. Thanks, so. so talk to me about what's new, man. Last uh, time I last time we talked, you were in a relationship. Yes, I was. Thanks to your super alley oop. Yeah. You're probably the best assist artist I've ever met. Thank you so much, man. Um it means yeah. a lot. Yeah, last time I was in a relationship, um, that flamed out a little bit. Um, it was actually one of the best relationships that I was ever in. Do you ever mind talking in. about it? I, can, I don't mind. Talk, okay, cool. I'll mind. talk about anything. You, you yeah, can yeah, ask yeah. me whatever. Hey, look, man, I'm I'm okay. an open book. Um, okay, cool. And I won't share anything that I feel yeah, like yeah, is yeah, you know, course. Yeah. crazy. But, yeah, no, it was, it was a great relationship, man. And, you know, I'm still working through, you know, the process of healing from that, that yeah. split. But it taught me a lot. I'm telling you, that was one of the relationships that, really is going to set the foundation for who the man I'm going to be in the future to whoever I am going to get married to. Um, so, yeah. I mean, would you want to know what happened? Y'all want, y'all want the tea or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, the um, tea. The tea. To be honest with you, man, uh, once I got into that relationship, I was already on my journey to uh, my walk with Christ. Uh, I had made the decision to be, become cel- celibate. You, you remember me yeah, telling yeah, you about yeah. that. And, um, uh, but I was only really prepared to be celibate until the next girlfriend I got, until I made that decision. Mm-hmm. So I, really my plan was just to not to be sleeping around with yeah, a bunch yeah. of girls that I haven't made a commitment with. Uh, and God has a funny way of doing things. Mm-hmm. So the, the very next person that he sent me that I, you know, fell for was she was, you know, waiting until marriage. And I was like, oh, you, oh, you funny. You real funny <laughs> for that one. So uh, yeah. I decided to continue that journey uh, with her. And, uh, but at the time I was, we were at two different levels spiritually. So mm. I was a little bit spiritually immature. So I grew up in the church. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, once my mom and my dad split, I think we kind of stopped going as much. But my mom was always very religious and preaching to me and telling me about the gospel and all that. So I preach, appreciate her for that. But I was taking like a scientific look at the, at the Bible. So I was going from his, historical documents to historical documentaries. And then I was looking at the Bible, trying to get, you know, an understanding of it. And I was doing that in the wrong way. So if anybody else out there is struggling with that, you know, come talk to me. But uh, once I met um, who I was in a relationship with last, uh, I started to see that I needed to look the other, the, in reverse. I need to look at the Bible first for my, because it's a historical document. Mm-hmm. Um, and then look at, you know, the historical setting that the Bible was written in. So I was still learning that at the time during the relationship, but she was already at a, a, a spiritual level that was, you know, way higher than mine. So I think that clashed mm. because our understandings of each other were different and the help that I needed to seek in order to be a good man for her, I didn't know at the time. And she knew, but she didn't, I don't know if she necessarily knew how to to help push me along. She was trying and we were getting there, but we just got to a point where, you know, it clashed and, mm. you know, we had to separate. So what do you think was the biggest clash that caused you guys to separate? Oh, man. Um, let's see. How can I word this correctly? Um, excuse my, my pause, but I think it was... Take your time, bro. You, we ain't rushing for nothing. I'm, trying, I'm just trying to figure out how to word it correctly. So the biggest clash was our ability to... Uh, remain faithful to the word mm. uh, in our actions. So uh, our discipline really is really what it, what it was. So we were we were lacking a little bit of discipline in areas that we needed to be most disciplined in, and, and it wasn't so it wasn't necessarily anything 
you know, super terrible. Yeah. Uh, by today's standard. Yeah. Of but for what we were trying to accomplish, it was detrimental to our relationship. Yeah. So, uh, I would. I mean, I would love to speak more to it, but I don't. I don't yeah. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I want to be respectful of it. Um. But yeah, that's what it was, man. And I wish, man, I really wish I would have, you know, been able to be, uh more disciplined in that fact. I wish I knew where to search for those answers. And, you know, I thought I was doing the right thing by, you know, reading my Bible every day. And I even got to a point where I had a mentor who was, you know, pushing me along, but it just seemed like I didn't get to the point that I needed to be quick enough to save the relationship. Mm. Um, and I really wish I had have. Um, but it is what it is, man. It, <laughs> yeah. it taught me a big lesson. It gave me... Um, and also, I think she was just at a place where she didn't, you know, she was still struggling and um, yeah. with a lot of things that she, you know, was going through. And uh, I don't think that me being there also trying to learn, too, was, you know, beneficial for the both of us. So. Yeah. And I'm going to give the background for the yeah, listeners who don't, who don't, who are trying to figure out what's going on. And this is why I thought your story, this is why, I mean, I'm, I'm not really into the whole tell-all stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I really wanted, I felt like this conversation could be good because of the dynamic of what's going on. Right. Because... Ray is the typical guy, right? Yeah. The typical guy. Yeah. You know, smart, intelligent, handsome, kids, women. You know typical what I mean? Typical good guy. <laughs> typical good With guy. With a few bad habits. <laughs> and um, like any man, you're going through seasons of life, ups, downs, good, bad, all that stuff. And you got to the point you're like, yo, I'm trying to, trying to stabilize my life. Yes. You know? Because what happens is for us men, I believe that we begin to stabilize our lives at a later time mm -hmm. than women do. Yeah. And somebody once argued it's not because women mature faster than men, which I disagree with. Well, physically they might. Might. Emotionally, I don't believe yeah, so. No, I think, yeah. yeah. I think. But what happens is men don't have the same, my my opinion, what I've studied, the same biological clock. Yeah. Right. No, you know what? Where did I just hear that? I just heard that, but continue. Yeah. So men don't have the same biological clock. So for a woman, it's really important to have everything together at 28 when you're at your most fertile, yeah. right? But as a as a man, there's no rush, you know, right. to have it together at 28 because you're most fertile you know, at 40. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and so then nothing changes. And also, the sexual marketplace value as a man only goes up as time progresses. You know, that's why you always see, you know, a lot of these older men with these. Younger women, yeah. Younger, beautiful women. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I wish it wasn't the case, but the reality of it is as a woman, you're, you, the sexual marketplace value, it goes... This is going to sound real wild, and please excuse me, <laughs> but it's a shelf life. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is a really horrible way to say it, but yeah. I mean, it, it is what it is. And, it, and it's sad because, unfortunately, what's attractive about... And we're just talking about just... We're not talking about like godly people, right. just like regular world animalistic urges. Because yeah. unfortunately, what's attractive about women is youthful look, yeah. you know, because I mean, for infertility. It's healthy, yeah. you know, because naturally deep down inside, we're looking for somebody that's healthy that can bear our children. Exactly. inside, instinctively. Exactly. So on a sheer, on a, just a biological level, yeah. it's just unfortunately a girl at 26 and a girl at 46 is not... It's different. Yeah. It's just different. <laughs> yeah. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah. and I remember where I, I was hearing about the biological clock. It was Steve Harvey. Yeah. He was talking to this uh, this lady who, uh, during Ask Steve, and she was asking about her, her fiance who wasn't, they, they 
got engaged and mm-hmm. it took him like five or six months and then they kind of broke up I think she was expecting him to to want to get married as soon as she did yeah. so what he was telling was that you know y'all have to re- realize that like you were saying you guys are running off a biological clock and he's running off a financial clock yeah that's you true know so until he gets stable to where he feels like he can take care of those kids take care of you make sure y'all have somewhere safe to stay yeah. he's not gonna be he's, he's gonna feel uncomfortable and I think we, a lot of women have to realize that I, I feel like that's kind of a tangent of what we're talking about that's but good, it's, it's good but I, th- I think that's one of the things that women have to think about is instead of trying to, you know, push him in the direction that you want to go, help him go the direction that you want to go. That's a great point. It's a, it's, a, it's a difference. That's an amazing point. I love that point. And, and that's why you've always seen historically older men and younger women. Because older men are established. Exactly. Because there's, a, for a normal dude, his, his financial standing is, all, is just going to rise as he gets older. Um, so at that 42, 46, he could be making six figures mm-hmm. or somewhere close to it and be able to be at a standpoint where he has a big savings account where he feels like he's able to take care of women. So that's kind of why you see that kind of stuff. Exactly. I mean, it, some dudes are just nasty. Yeah. You know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. just old pers trying to have a little <laughs> yeah. young thing to, to, to have a trophy around. Yeah. But for the most part. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. All right. That's great. Appreciate you sharing that. So like I said, so eventually raised at like, about to settle down, you know, trying to, you know, begin to stabilize everything. And then I had a friend who I thought, and I still believe in, she's an amazing person, beautiful inside and out. She's so wonderful. I have nothing but positive things to say about her. And, you know, I, I knew that she was, you know, at that point where she was beginning to look for, you know, the right guy. And then, you know, I just said, yo, let's, Let's put the two together. I thought it'll be. I thought it'll be a dope fit. Yeah. In all honesty, my only concern initially was what you recently described. Yeah, was that where she was at and where you were getting to? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And I was like, you know, it's always like there's this balance of like looks and faith. Yeah. You know, like the yeah. more looks she has, the less faith she has. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like his balance. Yeah. So yeah. I was like, you, you know, like maybe Ray doesn't have all the faith, but he has everything else. You yeah. know what I mean? You got the financials, you got the emotional. And so he's growing in that. And um, so I, you guys, you know, we're, we're in relationship or whatever. And then obviously it came it, to yeah. an end. And what I think was re- is really remarkable is that you don't really hear men sharing these stories in a positive way. Yeah. Right? Uh, like, if a man's w- with a girl that he really cares a lot about, that he feels so strongly for, and they break up, mm. you either see him doing one of two things. Smashing everything yeah. else yeah. inside and, and, and acting like everything's okay. Or acting just out, yeah. bashing her and saying nasty things and just, you know, not really expressing his emotions. So I thought it was really dope that, you know, for a lot of women and a lot of young men to be able to see that there's a healthy way that men can express themselves, you know? And that took a lot, man. I'm not going to lie to you because yeah. you can, and if you're not self-aware, which I felt like I was getting to a point, especially with my Walker Christ, it was teaching me how to be self-aware yeah. and how to understand my feelings and how to express those feelings. Uh, I could see myself either going down one of those two paths. Mm. And it, it took a lot of discipline, especially in the word. And I guess it all just happened all at the right time to to see those two paths and go down the middle path of just being, you know, okay with the fact that it hurts. Yeah. And then understanding, you know, her point of view and understanding my point of view and bridging those gaps and making sure that it is still positive because it didn't end on a bad note. Even if it had ended on a bad note, um, 
I still need that's still my sister in Christ. Right? Yeah, yeah. So. And I still have to respect her and, and and respect any other woman that's that's gonna come my way. So yeah. Um, but man, it was crazy. I really I remember sitting down one day and just and just thinking, man, I'm finna just go out here and smash everybody. Yeah, yeah. Ending everything, uh, every, everything that I had built. I'm just you know whatever. I'm mm-hmm. just out here, but I knew that wasn't the right thing to do. So I appreciate you seeing that in me too, and I enjoy sharing that story. Um, because you know that was that was a very intense relationship for me. Yeah, and um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> I had a really really good point that I was gonna say that you just made up come with the relationship. Oh, one of the things that I don't know her story. I haven't talked yeah, yeah. to her in like in a year. And to be honest with you, but one thing that I see from you is that. You came out of this a better person. Oh man, unbelievable! Do you feel like she came out of it as a better person? Yeah, um, I believe that it, it gave her the strength and you know the wherewithal to to be exactly who she wanted to be, yeah. and that was a, a, a child of God, right? Yeah. And uh, it gave her, I guess, the peace of mind that you know she was on the right path. Yeah, uh, even though she might have slipped. Yeah. And, um, just to be stronger in her faith, yeah. And I and I, I definitely think that it also gave her the opportunity to see what a, a relationship of that magnitude could be like. Because I ain't gonna lie, to you, it was it was a different type of relationship to me. Like, yeah. I've never never been in something so intense, something so you know magical. And I hate to use magic because I'm not <laughs> yeah, that yeah, type of dude. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not a fairy tale type of dude. But yeah, man, yeah. it felt like a fairy tale to me. Yeah. And um, so I know that I treated her to the to the best of my ability, yeah. and I really represented men well for. For the culture, you know what I'm saying? Black men don't cheat. Black men don't cheat. Shout it out, shout it out. No, and that's that's another thing about it that I thought was really, really amazing how you both came out of it better human beings. Mm. And I feel like with most people, when they're in uh when they meet a girl, a girl meets a guy, they think the climax or the conclusion of the story is wedding bells, right? They think yeah. that like we everybody wants it to be yeah. that way, right? Because you think that's like where where happiness is found. Mm-hmm. But what I've be, started thinking about, and I don't have all these dances, you know, we're both yeah, thinking yeah. life out. But what I started thinking about, I started thinking, I said, what if the girl wasn't the end goal? What if the end goal was you becoming who God made you to be? You know what I mean? I don't think that is. I don't think that is a what if. I yeah. think that is exactly yeah. what it is. To be honest with you, from from what I've been studying, from what I've been seeing, is that a relationship is not necessarily something that's going to make you happy. Yeah, a relationship is really what's going to teach you everything about yourself. Exactly. Especially if you you're doing that within Christ, and you know I talk about Christ a lot, so y'all excuse me, but no, you good. I got to do what I got to do. Do what you got to do. Um. Yeah, a relationship is something that really teaches you about yourself. And I think it's an ex- exposer of the the qualities that you might, the flaws and the good things about yourself that you might need to fix. But it really teaches you how to be, you know, a better person if you're doing it right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you're accepting it, accepting of that, um, that I really think it's an invitation to just teach you. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's and that's what I love so much. It's like this process. It's this, it's this two individuals growing together, but the end goal is for both of them to be fully satisfied in the men and women that God created them to be. Right. And no matter what the destiny, what no matter what happens, mm-hmm. like you're going to get there. 
Yeah. You know, you don't you don't know how like if with this girl, whereas you don't know the the end goal. You would like to know it. Yeah. You would like to control it, but you just can't. Right. And so I just think it's just amazing that you were able to come through it. Cause I feel like for so many people, when these relationships are over, they're angry, they're mm. bitter, they're mm. miserable, they're 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 negative, you know, and all these unhealthy emotions overwhelm them and consume them. And I felt like that wasn't the case for you. And it, I mean, I think that's just a learning lesson, to yeah. be honest with you, because it, it definitely could have been. Um, because regardless of anything, once you once you're in love with somebody, and that's taken away from you, that that hurt. And if you don't know how to deal with that hurt right head on, like if you really don't know how to deal with it head on, it's gonna turn into bitterness. Because if if you leave all that stuff unchecked, it's gonna fester inside of you, and then you're gonna start thinking about all these things, and your head is gonna start running wild. And once your head starts running wild, then anything could come out. So you you really have to find a way to to uh, at least attack that hurt head on um, first and foremost so that doesn't become the case where you're angry after a relationship. Yeah, how do you, how, like, like you said, like, it was it was like a fairy tale. Like, she was like your ideal woman. Oh, you man. know, you found her. You know, you were trying to love her. You were trying to do everything you you could, and then it didn't work out. Like, mm-hmm. How do you how do you move on? Like, how do you like, how do you deal with that? Brother, I don't know, to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, yeah. That, I think that was the toughest part was because I thought that I was prepared to, I was already getting my mind, my mental state ready and my financial state ready to to propose to to her probably in the next year or two. Yeah. And um, I was fully ready. Um, but once it ended, that was probably the number one question that I asked. I even questioned God. I was like, why would you put me in a situation like this mm. to have to meet a person that I was truly ready to give it up, give everything for, mm. and then take it away mm. like that? And um, that was a tough struggle to deal with. But it's what, to be honest with the way that I did it, I leaned on God. Mm. And I leaned on my friends. Um, really, so whenever I just wanted to talk about it, I leaned on my friends um, just so they can listen. Um, whenever I was feeling like I wanted to give up, I leaned on God and I would just read his word and try to understand his word. And um, that's really what got me through it. I also think that I am probably like a, a very emotionally stable person. So it it's easy for me to see when I'm, you know, uh, wavering between the lines of giving up and, and continuing to press forward. So I know what I want in the future. So I'm not letting this one relationship stop me because I know there's a bunch of other women out here that are, you know, um, readily available to, to give me what I want in the future, which is family. So I think that too is another thing that helped me on this journey, especially after that breakup is just knowing that I'm not going to give up trying to, trying to get to a point where I can build a family. Yeah. Um, even though I had to stumble or it's a big stumble, um, I still know where I want to be in the future. So I think I lean a lot, of my worry and a lot of my stress on that um, so that I can keep going in the future because I know what I want to do. I think, to be honest with you, a lot of people, I think, you know, especially relationship, it's goals that you have to have in order to achieve and get over through a lot of the stumbles. So I think that's what helped me out a lot. That's awesome. And what I'm hearing is that uh, you're becoming a whole person Mm -hmm. through this process. You know, you're establishing your foundation in God. You know, you're establishing your identity of self. Yep. You know, and when this person left your life, you still had Ray. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's important. Because I think what happens is so many people, they they never have, they never find themselves. Right. So their identity becomes to, like linked to this other individual. 
you know? And then when they leave, it's like, you took a... Who who am I now? Exactly. Who am I? You took a piece of me with you. (laughs) That's tough right there. Yeah. I I think a lot of people do struggle with that. And uh, to be honest with you, I don't even have the answer as to how to not do that. Yeah. Because that's kind of what we've seen and what we've been taught pretty much subconsciously and consciously through the media and and TV and even just seeing people around. I don't think we've ever been taught the actual correct way to build up yourself. I think we're starting to get to that point now, especially with conversations like these where you see it, but that's tough, man. Yeah, man. No, that's so good. And that's what I I love about your experience, you know, because honestly, I've always, I felt that way kind of about, about, you know, yeah, 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 you know, I felt that way, and I'm like, I've always felt like I don't know how it where it goes. Yeah. I don't know where it goes. I yeah. just honestly, I have no idea where it goes. But I do know who I need to become while this is happening. Exactly. You know, and so I think it's a a process of fully becoming and fully forming. You know, and being the men and women God created you to be. And I feel like so many people out there right now are looking for a woman, looking for a man to complete them, you know? They're looking for the fulfillment. They're not even stable themselves. They're not even on this journey themselves, you know? And then what ends up happening is you get these people in these relationships and connect with these wrong people, and then when it ends, it destroys them, you know? Because you have no foundation, you have no stable ground in which you built your identity on. I can't say that better myself. Yeah. I do have a question though. Go ahead. Have, do you I mean if you don't mind me asking, yeah. do y'all talk about that kind of stuff now or like have y'all been having those kind of what conversations? What kind of stuff? So like about, you know, building each other up or building yourself up for the other person. Yeah. Well, not necessarily for the other person, but building yourself up to be the person that God wants you no, to be. No, that's one of the biggest conversations I, I try to have with her the most. I try I let her know that. You know, I feel like my biggest thing is a lot of men lie to women and I'm first and foremost, I'm a, I used to be a big liar. Me too. You know what I mean? mean? Like whatever yeah. she wants to hear, the, the, I'll, tell the, you, yeah. I'll tell it to you to get what, what I want. And it, like I said, it wasn't until I decided, you know, to put the childish things behind me and become the man that God wants me to be. I was like, yo, I'm just going to be honest. So I always tell her like my number one goal is for you to find joy in God and, and find happiness in your life with or without me, you know? So I'm like, I'm oh I'm giving you not expecting anything but simply to build you up and hopefully that you you know can become that and that's the hardest thing I think that's the hardest thing for so many men because I feel like a lot of men they make women their property you know yeah. and it's like oh you're my girl now like yeah. I'm, I'm I'm doing this for you ain't going nowhere you ain't doing this you ain't doing that no I gave you this you owe me and all that stuff and I'm like no 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 I don't owe you I don't owe you nothing right no you don't owe me anything you, you know? know and like you are your own woman that God made and you have a beautiful life in front of you with or without me mm-hmm. I would like it for it to be yeah. with me but I can't control that all I can control is you know serving and caring and for me it's like knowing that I can't control the end destination shows me that I need to find joy in my life I have to fight for that you know I have to fight for joy in my life because you and I both know if your identity is built on any person, mm-hmm. if the if the relationship is going well, you're happy. Yes. When it's going bad, you're done. You know what? And I can speak to that. So at the beginning of, of my relationship with um, the young lady, uh, I was starting, I you know, I felt like I didn't need another person. I was already an only child, so I didn't really need a person to bring me joy. Mm-hmm. But what I saw start to happen was uh, whenever I have a bad day at work, I knew that I would see her later, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that would 
pick my spirits up and I didn't have to think about work anymore and stuff like that. But then we ended up not talking for a month. And then it taught me, it was like, this is right here what I want you to see. What God was telling me, this is what I want you to see. You can't put your faith in somebody else because once they're not there anymore, what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to hold your hat on? So it was like, okay, for that month, if I was having a bad day, I had to go ahead and deal with that bad day for myself and learn how to make myself happy in order to not put that burden on somebody else in order for them to make me happy. Because regardless of anything, if you put all your faith in, in another human being, they're going to let you down. That's real. It's always, it's 100%, they're going to let you down eventually. And you can't put your all into somebody at all. Now, on the flip side, what I like to say is, just imagine how beautiful life would be if everybody in a relationship, just in general, everybody gave their all, not expecting in return. If everybody did that to each other, in a relationship, in a friendship, in anything, how beautiful and how powerful that would be because you would not want for anything instead of just taking, take, expecting, expecting anything back is 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 dangerous. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, so that's powerful what you were saying. Um, and I can't believe that I really, you know, had a story to tell. I can't. I. I didn't. I didn't even think about that story until until you start talking about, um, you know, not putting your faith and making sure you build somebody up mm -hmm. in order to be happy for them, one, even if you're not there with them. So yeah. And another thing that I I I thought would be interesting. I was thinking as you've been talking, I was like, yo, do you feel like a lot of women have unrealistic expectations about men? <laughs> I'm gonna do it, Chris. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Because okay, this is two part. Well, it's kind of two part. Sometimes I get distracted and forget what I'm gonna say. But um, I think women, a, a lot of women today that don't have their fathers don't know what to look for in men. Mm. So they build this perception of what they expect out of a man from, you know, several different sources, from their experiences with their, you know, the men that have been, that have been in their lives and what they see. On t I, I'm a big proponent on, like, what you see on TV is probably what you're going to consume and expect out of the world. And and I, I was even just talking to somebody the other day that um, about me turning 30, and I'm going off track now, but about me, you know, getting close to the age of turning 30, I was like, you know, I see it on TV, and I feel like I don't look like I'm I'm – a 30 year old person, but then I had to remember that most of those people that's playing 30 on TV or like, like 45 or 45 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. why I don't feel like I look like <laughs> yeah, I'm 30. Cause I really don't know exactly what 30 looks like. Cause I don't real. have a lot that's of 30 year old, point. you know what I'm saying? I don't have a lot of 30 year old friends around me yeah. that I can really just take that <laughs> point from, but back to the, back to the women. Uh, yeah. I think they have this un, un, unrealistic expectation because they don't have a lot of men, a good men in their life to see it. I think you need to see that kind of stuff in order to have to build an expectation for, for, for who you want to be with so um what do you think <laughs> no i i agree and to what you what you share and and it's this fascinating concept so you talk about women who don't have dads i'm gonna go on women who do have dads right and i feel like dads great dads hurt their daughters unconsciously i agree with that because what's really clear is that the great dad he, let's just throw some numbers out here. When a girl remembers her dad, mm -hmm. she doesn't remember him at 16. She, she doesn't remember him at 21, 25. She remembers him at like 30 yeah. to 40. Through he's, her lifetime. He's yeah. already a man. Yes. He already. That's crazy. He already is not only a man, but he's been growing for years in his manhood. And not only that, 
but he's loving his daughter, not his wife. Oh, man, that's Mo- nuts. Most men are amazing with their daughters, and they may not, not be, be that awesome with their wives. Because, and it, you know, it's probably because it's theirs. Yeah. You have to take care of that. Exactly. It came from you. Your exactly. wife didn't come from you. Exactly. You have to learn how to love that. This yeah. is instinctive. Yeah. I have to love this. I have to show this. I don't want anybody to hurt this. Yeah. So why am I going to hurt this? I'm not going to hurt this. Yeah. For the most part. And so there's this, there's a level of, there's a level of coddling that. <laughs> That's crazy. There's a level, you're making me think about so many things. Go ahead. Keep on. There's a level of coddling. And then she begins to think this is how men are supposed to behave, which is true. Yeah. If he's 38 with four kids, a mortgage, a wife, a wife, that's and important. all types of stuff going on. But when you just meet him at 25, 26, 28, and he's still becoming that person, there's going to be signs. So we're not talking about going to the other extreme and just yeah. going on any project, but there's going to be signs that show you he can become this man. He may not be it today. Hold on, man. Say that for the people in the back because girls need to hear that. That there's going to be signs that he can become this man, but he may not be that today. And that's what a lot of, I think a lot of people, they do wrong. A lot of their ideal, going back to when we think about women, we think about younger women. Yeah. You know, just off of all looks. Fine dines, yeah. But when they think about men, think about older, Idris Elba, sophisticated men. You know, that's what that's really what they're being drawn to. And like I said, even with their emotional connections to their, they had a good dad, yeah. their, their dad. And then also, you know, with going back to TV and romance novels and all types of stuff, there's this image of man, of a man who he maybe can be that in the future, mm. but you have to walk with him through that. And so I feel like that's crazy. But then, like you said, on the flip side, there's the girls who have no fathers who will take any person and think he can become good. Right. Like, like, oh, man. Like, you know, like they see his trajectory. Like, oh, if I can just do this, he can become this. No, he needs to he needs to really be on that path and you can come alongside and help him there. Right. And that's one thing I saw with you. I was like, Ray's already walking this path. He's going to get there. Yeah, yeah. You're not having to drag this, this right. camel to the water. That's so goddamn good. So you got you to give, give it time. He's going to get there. Yeah. He's going to get there. And, yeah. that's, and that's what I, so much of life is about the want to. Mm-hmm. If he wants to get there, he will get there. And, right. and like I said, you were doing all the steps. We couldn't expedite the process. Even me, I was like, I'm not going to expedite Ray and look down upon Ray because I got issues I'm going through too. Yeah. You know? And so... I think what happens is on the flip side to the to the a lot of women who try to go for these project guys, they don't see that this guy is showing no initiative on his At own all. to grow and mature. And there's nothing that you can do to change there's it. There's nothing you nothing can do you to can change do. it. There's absolutely nothing you can do to change it. So a lot of girls right now, it's just it's funny because unfortunately, what ends up happening is a lot of women around our age, they're so damaged. Because of the guys who hurt them in the past. But I thought about it like this. I said, we have an iPhone? Yeah. So would you give your iPhone to a baby without a case? Oh, no. Why not? Because that baby's going to toss that thing up and break it. Why, why do you think the baby would break a phone that's so precious? Because they don't understand the importance of it. Boom. Why would you give your heart to a boy? Huh? Why would you, ladies? He doesn't understand the importance of it. 
So what is he going to do? Are you a philosopher now? <laughs> I'm trying. He's, he's going to, he's even to a girl, it's even to an yeah, immature girl. Yeah. They're going to break it. They, they don't know the value of it. And so what ends up happening is a lot of girls and a lot of guys that give themselves to boys and girls when they're younger and that person hurts them. And then by the time they get to mature adulthood, it's like you're so broken off of a boy, off of a little girl. That's crazy because, I mean, that makes, you know, all the words in the Bible just sink in even more when it's telling you to not, you know, give your body up for yeah. anybody because of how vulnerable you to are. To guard your heart that at that age. You know what I mean? At that Ooh. age. And then you, then you see, like, then by the time a lot of women get to a certain age, they miss, like, and in response to whatever pain they went through, they, fully, they haven't fully processed, they push away so many good men. And men push away, at times, good women, of course. Yeah. You know, because you haven't fully healed from the pains of your past. You know, and that's one thing that I can say about, you know, the young lady. She, um, she did give me the opportunity, and I really, really appreciate her doing that. Because she, there was a time um, at the beginning of our relationship where she was, you know, questioning if she should even go down the path. And, mm-hmm. you know, at one point after the, the breakup, I was thinking, like, man, what if she, I wish she would have had to just not done it so I wouldn't have to go through this pain but I appreciate every second of it um I don't regret not one bit of it so I appreciate her for for giving me the opportunity to even show her what I could do you know um and to your point about giving away something precious and I think a lot of time people don't even understand how precious their heart is Mm. that's I think that's the even even deeper question is like do you understand how how precious you are how important you are in in order for you to give yourself without even knowing yourself first I think I was talking a little bit about this on the podcast. Um, That's last good, week guys. Week. Bad habits podcast. Yeah, God, make sure you subscribe right. if you haven't done so already. Yeah. Uh, so I was listening to Wale when he was talking about how uh, he doesn't like spending the weekend. Like he's at a point where he doesn't like spending the weekend with a woman. And this is just backstory to to what I, what the ultimate point is. He was he would wake up with a woman and was like, I don't want to be around you. No, I don't want to talk to you. And what I'm taking from that is he had to understand things about himself first mm. before he could come to that realization because, and to not put himself in those situations anymore. So what I'm ultimately saying is I think a lot of people don't even take the time to really understand the things about themselves mm-hmm. in order for them to put themselves in a relationship and give themselves away to somebody. And then once it doesn't work out, then they're you know blindsided by all this pain, all this hurt. Like, why is all this stuff happening when you don't even know yourself first? That's real. Um, so... That's one thing like I, I like to stress. Um, understand the things that you like. Understand the things that you know you do well, you don't do well before you start giving yourself out to a lot of people. Um, I think that's very important uh, because you can get yourself hurt. Yeah. Uh, another thing that we were, and this is just my advice moment right now. Go ahead, um, go ahead, please. Another thing that we were talking about on the podcast, Good Guys, Bad Habits, uh, was not just looking at your highlight reel, highlight reel, of your life, you got to look at everything. So just like a, any athlete, they go through all their film and see the bad and the good in order to improve on both. And I think a lot of people don't take the time, especially after a breakup, to see that. I think they take a lot of time to look at how hurt they are in here and don't look up at, you know, the places that you're going through that hurt and stuff like that. So I think you need to look at both. I think it's really important. And uh, I'm glad you did that uh, interview with Charlemagne talk about sugar wounds and the mental health because I'm starting to get into that mode too to start building up my mental health. And a part of that is, you know, understanding yourself. That's awesome. You start giving yourself out. So that's awesome. So when it comes to 
a lot of young men and growing up and taking responsibility. Like, I feel like you came to that decision that, yo, I want to change my life around yeah. after that difficult first breakup that happened a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. And Andy Minio, when he's on the podcast, he said a lot of times we don't learn until trauma happens. Mm -hmm. And what's really fascinating is that when it comes to men becoming men and taking responsibility, it usually takes some type of trauma to mm -hmm. trigger him. Yeah. And it goes back to a lot of old manhood rituals. So if you remember 300, yeah. remember how Leonidas had to go and kill the little giant werewolf? So yeah. a lot of cultures have these traumatic experiences for manhood mm -hmm. for the purpose of shocking a lot of young men. I never put those two things together. Mm. I never put that together. Yeah. Continue, but in the purpose of shocking young men to be who they're called to be. And I feel like what happens with so many people is they just don't have that shock. Yeah. That's crazy. I never put those two things together. But yeah, we don't really have anything here to shock us into saying, hey, you need to do this, that, and other. I mean, some people do uh, other than relationships. Like, you know, if I mean, if you're helping out in the house with your parents, that, that could be kind of like a shock into making you a man before you are. Or, you know, usually, dang, that's really crazy. It usually is some kind of shock before you start changing life, either for the good or for the worse. Yeah. I never even thought about that, man. Because, like, I've seen guys, what I've seen for a lot of men is, like, they lost their job or they lost their girl, you know, or, you know, they lost custody of the and children. Light that and fire. Then, you know, and then something hits them and then it's like, oh, snap. What, I got to do something. Exactly. This is uncomfortable. I got to do something. Yeah. And I think that's, the, and to be honest with you, I say be uncomfortable a lot because it, it, it's a sign that something needs to change. And whew, that's crazy. Well, um, what do you think your shock was? I want to know what your what your shock was, because um, it was mine was definitely that relationship. Because and I sh and I hate to cut you off when I ask you a question, but um, during that relationship, I could feel like there's a weight on my shoulders. I didn't know what it was. Nothing really bad was going on in my life. I was doing financially okay. I had a job that was cool, but I felt stagnant, like I was walking through muddy waters. And um, after that relationship, that's when I started to see things for what it really was. Like, I, I wasn't acting right in that relationship. I wasn't in the right mind frame, and I needed to change. And that relationship really did change a lot in my head about going forward with, with other relationships. So what what do you think your, your um, change was? I actually wrote down in my book, because I, I, I have a, not my book, like my Bible. Um, I have this belief that that change is a choice. Mm -hmm. And I feel like every man has to choose to become a man. Exactly. That's my belief. Yeah. Um, I feel like women, because I had this theory, and I'm sorry, I'm jumping everywhere, but That's I'm going to get back I'm to sure. it. I like this. Yeah. But I had it this is. theory that women are like arrows. And arrows in the hands of a master archer in which once it's let free, it just goes straight. Yeah. And for years, you have so many things that hold women back, mm -hmm. whether it's you guys can't vote, you guys can't get equal rights, unhealthy sexual assault treatment, all these things, and then things are holding them back. Yeah. But the minute that all that pressure is let go, pew, yeah. women just blossom. You can, And women are pretty 
straightforward and they're good. Like yep. they're gonna get, they're gonna have this stuff together as long as you're not holding women back. They're just good to go, and they're gonna go straight, and they're gonna hit the mark. Yeah, they're gonna hit the mark every time. Every time. That's the thing about women. Men are not like that at all. We're stallions. We're wild stallions, and like wild stallions, you can let that thing go. If he's gonna go, he can go wherever he feels, not wherever he wants. Wherever he can't he control his mind. He's all emotion. Wherever he feels, that's where he's gonna go. And so what? So what I what I saw was a man has to learn how to tame that stallion in him, mm-hmm. not not to pacify himself and be this coward because mm-hmm. then you'll get no women. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like all, yeah. you got you got to still have that beast in you, but you got to learn how to tame it yourself. Tame the beast inside of you. That's what men have to do. And I think it was I was. I was somewhere, but I wrote it down and I came to that decision. I said, I have to be this man today. Yeah. And it's been ups and it's been down. Oh, yeah. It's been ups and it's been down. But I made that conscious choice that I want to be this man today. And I didn't want the trauma. Yeah. That's my big thing. I saw people who were divorced. Mm. I saw people who were having to pay thousands of child support for a for, with a woman who doesn't care about them, rarely ever seeing their kids. Mm. I saw men who were homeless, who lost their careers. I saw people who had to hit rock bottom and learn the hard way. And I don't like... I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. So I made that choice that while I have my wits mm. and while... I have the ability to control the good in my life. Yeah. I want to learn manhood the easy way. And that's to make the choice. Man, these type of conversations are really, really important. I hope y'all gathering a lot of this stuff and keeping this stuff in mind because this is really stuff that people need to hear because you don't get these these kind of talks. You don't have these kind of dialogues yeah. all the time, especially to be able to have such these are really deep conversations that are really emotionally charged and to have these type of conversations, especially among two black men. That's why I wanted you. Um, That's why I wanted you here. You gotta, you gotta really dig deep inside and be vulnerable because I mean, a lot of the stuff we don't think about, man. Yeah. We're just out here doing it because I didn't think about that when I made that decision. But that is that's exactly the thought process that I went through. And I, I remember actually I was in Bible study last Thursday. Well, third, last Thursday. What day? What today? It's Sunday. Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. Um, and he was asking. Uh, he was asking everybody what their uh, what um, what what called them to to Christ. And um, I was telling him that I was driving home from a, a dinner, mm. and I was just you know every time I'm just in my car and I have a long drive, I just kind of let my thoughts run. And um, it was at that moment that I was running towards God. Like I could, all I could think about was you need to, you need to get into to your word. You need to start getting, building a relationship with Christ. And at that moment, that's when I said, I need to start being a better man too, mm. because I can't go out here and keep doing the things that I've been doing and expecting a different result. That's real. And um, so, yeah, you do. We are exactly like wild beasts because, you know what I mean? Oh man, that's crazy. I yeah. never thought about that, man. That's really good. Yeah. Because the thing about men is men are very self-destructive. Yeah. They're very impulsive. Yeah. You know, like we feel we do. We feel we do. Yeah. Like women, women are so cerebral. They're always wondering, what will people think? What will other people say? What, they're always cerebral. They're always thinking through stuff. You know, they're always processing. We're just feel do, feel do, feel do, feel do. And when I was coaching football, I used to tell my, my players all the time, as a young man, you have a grenade in your hand. 
you know? And, the, and when you hit puberty, that pin is pulled. If you don't let go, and a grenade is whatever demon, yeah. whatever issue yeah. you're dealing with, it's going to blow up. You better let it go or it will let you go. <laughs> and it's just something that I've just, a lot of guys, that's why guys are always having, especially as young black men, is like we escape. We escape not being in the drugs. We escape not being involved with gang. We escape not going to prison. We escape not being a statistic and a murder. We escape all these things. And a lot of men escape these things as well because like we, there's these, a lot of these self-destructive behaviors yeah. that just because of the strength, you know, because a lot, of, a lot of it is just good strength that God has given us to protect. But yeah. we can also use it to hurt ourselves and the people we care about. Yeah, deeply. we bury a lot of stuff, man. And, be, and not only just because we're strong, but because it, we, it was pressed upon us like hey you got to be a man you got to do this you got to you got to be able to not, to hold all that pain in what pain yeah, what is yeah. what is pain to you nothing yeah. you got to keep moving so man that's a lot of stuff to to unpack i know i want to think about that some more yeah no and, and like i said that's why i wanted you here cuz i felt like a lot one i felt like women one need to see that you're back on the market, <laughs> but I just, but women, but what women really need to see is that men, there are good men out there, and good. Let's clarify. There, there, there needs to be a definition. Are is not perfect, right? It's men who are on a journey becoming the men God wants them to be. We're taking willing steps because I'm telling you right now, when I wild out, I don't disappoint myself. Because I know that if I fall, I'm going to get back up. Yeah. My identity is not based upon me being this perfect guy. Because mm. I'm not perfect. Right. You know? So if I do make a mistake, I say, you know what? I'm going to get back up. My identity is not based upon the behaviors I do, but the love that God has for me. Mm-hmm. And so I know I'm a good guy, but sometimes... I may I cut somebody out. You yeah. know what I mean? I may. So, sometimes I don't care. Sometimes I don't want to hold myself in control or in control. Exactly. Of what I want, it doesn't know? affect me. Yeah. And so I feel like we're, but obviously we're growing, we're maturing. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this good guy label is not perfection. No. At all. Which is why I want women to listen to your podcast, Good mm-hmm. Guys, Bad Habits podcast. Please. I want them to check out our podcast. Please. I want you to see, like, in my opinion, this is this is gonna be arrogance. We're the best of the best. I'm telling <laughs> you, know you man. I mean? I'm like, telling you, I, it man. I might be arrogant. I think you're one of the greatest guys out there. I appreciate and you're that. not, and you have so many flaws. I think I'm one of the greatest guys out there, and you, we all know my flaws. Hey, man. And so I just think it's important for people to see that yo, there's beautiful, perfect people who are also extremely flawed. All of us are, man. Yeah. And, and once we start figuring that stuff out. I think we make this place a better place and we'll so be able much to, better. to connect. Because so many people, I've realized that so many guys who are trying to live right, the moment they mess up, they say, F it, I'm done. And, you know, I, that really stuck out to me. What Charlemagne said, well, um, as soon as I, if, if a 14-year-old boy messes up on, on social media and he gets crucified yeah. and he wants to offer himself, yeah, that's really true, man, because even when we get labeled something, it sticks with you. And to be honest with you, and I'll be candid about it. In my fraternity, I was labeled, you know, one of them ain't, yep. you know, in words. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's still, I mean, it kind of still sticks with me today. So when people see the changes that I've made, a lot of the people that's close to me see the changes that I've made in my life, you know, it's still, it's still a little confusing for yeah. them because of the way that I was before. Yeah. So. 
Yeah, that's real. And then also for young men, I want to show young men that there's a path for you. Yep. Like there's a path. Like there's a path for you to grow. There's a path for you to mature. There's a path for you to find your purpose, mm-hmm. your community, your joy. There's a path for you to grow. And we want to we want to walk you through it. We we haven't arrived. We have not arrived. People need we have not arrived, but we're on this journey and we're here to help people walk through this journey together. And I just think what you're doing is super awesome, man. I think Same your life, you. I think your life is such a beautiful testament of what God can do mm. in anybody. Yes, Lord. You know, and I just think it's such a beautiful example to let men and women know that your flaws make up your perfection. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. Your flaws make us who God created us to be. And every single time you fall down, it's just an opportunity for us to lean on God's grace and get back up and continue on the path that he's lit for us to walk for the rest of our lives. Yeah, and, and express the fall and the rise. Amen. So, yeah, that's great. Yo, so Ray, where can, where can people find you? Where Instagram, throw it at us. Um, You can find, my Instagram is Ray underscore Dorn 24. Um, You can also find me on DGBH uh, for Instagram. Uh, Same for Twitter. My my Twitter is the same thing. Ray underscore Dorn 24. Um, You'll hear me every Wednesday on the DGBH podcast. Uh, We'll let y'all know when, um, and that's on the iTunes. What do they call it? iTunes, Apple uh, Podcast, Apple Podcast, yeah. Apple Podcast, and on uh, SoundCloud. Yeah, we're still working on our Spotify bag. Joe Button hit us up. We we want to get you. <laughs> money, which um, but yeah, and we're working on our YouTube. That should be coming soon. And uh, yeah, man, just hit me up, talk to me. I like to talk to everybody. Most deaf guys, and like I said, I'm gonna be tagging Ray and all the Instagram, all the Twitter, all the stuff. So guys. Yeah. Please, please be sure to reach out to him. Continue to have this conversation. Like I said at the very beginning of the podcast, if you like Gary V, if you like Charlemagne, if you like Stefan, if you like D.L. Hughley, Asamanats, all these big celebrities came on the show, I'm going to let you know Ray Soul is just as beautiful. He's just as intelligent. He's such as gifted as they are. And you, he's here to connect with you. And like I said, yeah. we're here to bring people who can connect with you, that can add value, can can add substance, and really give you meaning in life. So please, guys, please, please, please reach out to Ray. Hit him up. Let him know what about the podcast set out to you guys. And make sure you subscribe to his podcast, The please. Good Guys Bad Habits Podcast. And I'm, I'm pull a black move and shout out to all my people. Shout out Sam, Nate, E, Abby, Mark, everybody. In the, uh, that those all uh, members of the Good Guys Bad Habits podcast, I want to shout them out and, and tell them I'll be seeing y'all later. I love it, man. Any anything you want to say in closing? Uh, Hafiz, I appreciate you and uh, Chris for what you guys are doing, man. It, it's been a joy to see y'all grow because you know I was I was around when you know podcast first started. I was yeah. around the first few episodes, but when me and Chris got real close, I was able to see y'all grow, and it's really dope how y'all how how y'all are moving, and you know it's good to see black boys doing things like that, man. So. Appreciate Shouts it, man. out to y'all, man, and uh, appreciate it, man. I love. So, guys, be sure to reach out. And as I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's your boy, Hafiz. And it's your boy, Ray. And we are the roommates, guys. Make sure you share, 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 guys. Let people know about this. Ladies, I'm going to challenge you. Got every lady out there, tag a friend. Let one of your friends who needs to hear this message. Please. Send them this message. All the fellas, guys, any of your 
fellas know needs to hear this message, please hit them up about this podcast. Let people know where they can experience the best hour of your of their week. We're the roommates and adios. Peace.